Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss and analyze your favorite Marvel sports. From JMR Marble League to all go-do tournaments, we'll make sure you never miss the action. All Marble Sports, all the time, right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. And I'm pretty happy tonight. Um, Marble Sports is not going my way, unfortunately, fantasy-wise. But um, in non-Marble Sports news, um, I did beat a very difficult level in the video game that I I, I live stream on Twitch. Um, I play Geometry Dash. The channel is GD Marble, if you're interested, if you're not. It's okay. And I beat my current second hardest level in, um, that I've been able to complete, and it's one of the hardest levels in the game. Um, very few people can complete that of the, all the people who've ever played the game. So it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to do that. It felt so great. So um, just happy tonight because I did it like an hour ago, and I'm still like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, can't believe I beat it. It's hard. But um yeah, uh, you can check it out if you go to my YouTube channel, like I said, GD Marble, um, for that game. But I'm happy about that, but enough about that. Um, we do have Marbles to talk today. We have a lot of Marbles to talk today. Yes. And for um, for those of you who are strictly JMR Marble Sports watchers, um, I will remind you that is the majority of our discussion. Um, most of our episodes only talk JMR, um, and uh, we rarely have episodes that really stray too far from that. However... Tonight, um, and there will be other nights like this here and there uh, over the course of time, we do cover um, Marbles Beyond, the channel um, run by Hershey. Uh, it's a smaller channel. I would recommend checking it out. It's very good. Um, and uh, he is continuing and almost finishing up with his uh, NAS Marb marble sports tournament. So we're going to be discussing that a little today. I recommend you check it out if you if you. Uh, listen on the YouTube, you'll be able to see uh, footage of that going on during the episode. Uh, so yeah, I recommend sticking around. But if you are just JMR, um, I'd say after the news, skip forward like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, um, and you'll probably get to the point where there will really be timestamps. I've um, been adding timestamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's timestamps on the YouTube always, but if you're on like SoundCloud or Spotify, oh, that's right, that's true. Um, you're gonna have to skip forward if you only want to hear JMR because we will be covering it. We have two big topics to really discuss today regarding JMR, or at least one big topic. So that's just little heads up on on what some of the episodes will look like. Like I said, majority will be JMR stuff because well, that they are the most consistently uploading best Marvel sports out there. So. Uh, anyways, uh, Waf, anything for us before we head to the the news? Uh, yes. So, uh, we do. There is like a bit of a downer, but we do kind of have to uh, address like so. Uh, normally MFA would join us for these, but um, if you're part of the Discord, you already know this. But for those who ha- are not in the Discord, uh, we've Brendan and I have actually decided to get rid of the half host position, and the main reason we did this is because when we first created it. It was because we weren't confident in our abilities to do this show, just the two of us. And at the time, there was a, a drought in content, and so we felt like we needed like a third person to help like, yeah. constantly, someone there to keep conversations going. But then as time went on, we got better, and like 
uh, Wolves was not always a consistent half host as as many of our long listeners will attest to. And so we had plenty of top opportunities like here and there to like, really test our, our, our development as podcasters. And we found that we were actually quite competent on our own and that we actually started to really enjoy having those just the two of us episodes because for a long for a few quite a while there, it was just constantly someone else being there all the time. Very rarely did we actually have a time was just me and him. And then tor- towards the uh, end when Wolves uh, resigned, uh, at that point we um, we MFA then stepped in as like you know the the co the backup half host and like we were really giving it a chance and especially on my end I felt like there just wasn't a good chemistry there to uh, continue a like a biweekly podcast with them just because like not because he's a bad podcaster because he's a bad person or anything like that just that like our we just our personalities just didn't naturally did not mesh well together. And that just, and like is a hard thing to find someone that, that works with. Like, I think it's just, it's just pure luck. I think that, or if you're, if you're, if you have some kind of faith, like a work of God that Brendan and I came together, like we just happened to have the right chemistry just needed to, to do this. to be excited about marbles. Um, still remember that first episode, episode six or five, and we were talking about the Raspberry Racers Midnight Wisps 2019 relay race where the one Lego piece for the starting yeah. blocks got over to the other lane, and we were screaming about that and what should have happened, and then we got on, we got on some weird random topics. Uh, it was a great first episode. But yeah, I mean, in in short, that's what it is. Two big reasons, um, as Waf just said. Number one, um, uh, yeah, so when we started the half-host position, like he said, um, it was more because I wasn't confident. I would, there was, there was, uh, it was, I was about 20, episode 25 on the podcast. I didn't really, I had good confidence, but I didn't have like full confidence that I'd be able to always keep it going. And so I was like, I need a third body in there just to kind of have some extra ideas in case we get some dead air um it was a long time ago so that's what that was one reason number two is we is it kind of went really well with the fact that we did come into a drought of jmr content that was kind of like like the three months between sand marble rally and marbula one um but that drought will never happen again likely since now there's three different marble swords tournaments that jmr does instead of just two so there are and and there seem to be really trying to do a lot of content they got a mini marble league coming or something like that so i mean there's um and we'll talk about that in a future episode what i think about that um but um there those were the reasons i really brought the half host on and you know mfa nor wolves were were bad on the show they were good but you know it, it takes a long time to build podcast chemistry me and waff are, are, are still working it out we're doing good but we're still working through that chemistry on both sides and we're on episode 80 just about so i mean it just like it didn't we we've been more confident. We work well together, me and Waff, at this point, and it just wouldn't make sense to to really continue with the third person um, since we can we really do enjoy and uh, and and like doing our our episodes just me and him sometimes. So yeah, that that's our final decision. That um, I hope I hope uh, that's I hope that's okay with you all. To be honest, um, I really do. But uh, yeah, um, hopefully we'll be moving forward positively uh, about that. So with that being said. Um, I think we uh, are good with the intro. We're going to wrap up the intro here. We'll see you on this other side. We're going to talk NASMARB after the news for a little while, and then we'll get into the JMR topics of the day. Let's head to Johnny Marble and see all the news. And there's a lot this week. Oh, yeah. He's got to tell us today.
fans, I am Johnny Marble, and as always, I'm coming to you for MSW. We got a lot of news, so let's get right into it. Race 6 of Marbula 1, the Arctic Circuit Grand Prix, was a chilling race that featured a slippery glass ramp to mess with the Marbles control. A major standout performance came from Ruzzy of the Raspberry Racers as they had an excellent race this week, holding several positions in the top three throughout, which is impressive given how poorly they have done not just in this season, but also in season one. As the race went on, the leaders started to gain a massive lead over the competition, but in the end, Billy claimed a dominant first place finish, followed by Clementine who took second and Ruzzy in third. Perhaps this marks a change in the Raspberry Racers' Marbula 1 career going forward, but we won't know for a while as the second half of the season won't conclude until next year. But don't worry, JMR has plenty of competitions planned to help tide over the new year, and until then, keep an eye out for that. For our second piece of news, we have the playoffs of Season 1 of the NASMARB Slope Series. This two-part competition showcased some incredibly surprising performances. Oak showed surprising skill in part one as they beat the one seed, Streamer. Though it was close and Streamer did manage to make it to the final six in the last chance race. Moving on to part two, fans were stunned again as Streamer, the Marble uh, Marble favorite to win it all, excuse me, lost to Alexlo and could no longer have any hope for a fourth place finish at best. The next race between Murakami and Limon Drizzle was also incredibly exciting as it seemed that Drizzle had the victory in the bag with a 5-2 lead. But, against all odds, Murakami stole the victory from the Jaws of Defeat and got four back-to-back -back wins in order to move on to the finals. But before that, we have the race fourth. After three races, Woodpecker took fourth, leaving Drizzle in fifth with the original one-seat streamer with six. As an outcome, I don't think anybody saw coming. Johnny Marble didn't predict it, that's for sure. But now, we move on to the main event. The final race was mostly a battle between Oak and Murakami, as Electro failed to get more than one point in the end. The battle between the two of them was intense, as Oak would hold a dominant position for most of the race. But, Murakami would continue to make comeback after comeback to keep the race alive. It was hard fought, but in the end, Oak managed to take the checkered flag, crowning them as the first ever Nazmar champion marking the end to an incredible redemption story. Murakami's performance was also incredibly impressive, as they managed to take second overall despite narrowly qualifying for the playoffs, proving that they had a right as much as anybody to be there. And though they didn't have a great final race, Electro still did a great job achieving third place, and they should be proud of that. For our last piece of news, the finale of Marbula E is finally here, with race 6 at London. Right out of the gate, the points leader's Porsche was out to an early lead, but soon lost it to Tachita and Adi. By the final lap, Adi had managed to pull ahead and grow in the lead, resulting in them taking first, followed by Tachita in second, and Neo 3-3-3 in third. And now, for the overall results going into this race, Porsche held a 12-point lead over the competition, so despite finishing last in the fifth, they still took the gold overall. And Mercedes taking silver and Cheetah closing out the rest to take bronze. Woo! That was a lot of news, guys. I'm glad you stuck with me because, hey, I almost lost it a few times, but you drug me back. I have been Johnny Marble. You, my dear viewer, are the best fans in the world. 
let's take it back and continue on now with the podcast. And we're back from the news. Thank you, Johnny Marble, for bringing us all the news of this week. And boy, it was a lot. We had NASMARB for people who follow that. We had Marbula E coming in right before this episode today. We had, of course, Marbula 1. Can't forget that. A lot going on there. Just overall, a ton of Marvel sports. We're going to talk about it. We are going to take a 20-minute uh, detour from JMR uh, in this episode to discuss NASMARB. I recommend, like I said in the intro, checking that out on the uh, on YouTube. Marbles Beyond is the channel name. They make great content. And then after that 20 minutes or so, we have t- we have a big question to discuss here in um, uh, Marbula 1. We have well, a couple. Number one, we're going to talk about the Green Ducks and what we think the future of them looks like here over the next six races. Number two, we're going to talk about the design of the course and what we think about that. And number three, of course, we're going to read your Reddit responses on uh, the Green Ducks, which I posted about. Then we're going to read uh, your guys' emails for the week. And shove our fantasy teams in there. So a lot to do today. Um, yeah. I, I think that because of the situation at hand, we are going to today forego our trivia segment. Because... Well- Another thing we could, we could just like save Nasmarb for next week. I, I don't like to do that, but like at the same time, we're not next going to do that. Any... I pushed it off already, Waff. Wow. So we're gonna, we're but, gonna but today... at the same time, like Marbula, there won't be any Marbula one or anything that to get in the way. It'll be just Nasmarb. Why would that be the case? Well, because they're going to go on a hiatus. They're going on hiatus. When did we, when did that happen? Well, well, did, did not see the announcement at the end of the race. Like they're gonna, they're going to do like a a special like short like one video like uh, Winter Marble League. Oh, is that not coming out next week either? No, that's coming out next week. Oh, well, then there is something to talk about next see, week. See, there's something's, something's happening, but, like, I, that's, that's, that's like, more, I feel like more secondary. All right, all right. Okay, fine, fine. We'll do NASMARB now, but, like... We're going to... We'll, we'll talk at NASMARB now, and we're going to talk it when Hershey comes on. I mean, wow, come on here, dude. Um, we got to right, right, right. talk about it. Can't keep putting it off. Um, but, yeah, we will forego the trivia segment for today. Um, and, of course, I mean, we still have a lot of fan engagement with the... Um, the Reddit posts you guys responded to in the emails. And then remember, email us mswpodcast at gmail.com. I think this and is the first time we've had and had trivia since episode t- 10. It might be. When it is invented. I don't know. So, I don't know if we've... So, question, that'd be, that'd be, so 69 episodes later. 69 episodes of trivia. Nice. You know what? I'm I'm okay nice. with it. Yeah, I'm okay. this week. Yeah, we got we gotta we gotta play that number. For the meme. <laughs> For the meme indeed. So so yeah, we will figure that, but like I said, there's still fan engagement. Um and yeah, we will bring it back next week like usual. So anyway, Nasmarb, um, now that we've hyped it up so much, let's talk about it. Um and Waff, um Well they give everybody some background if you if you don't watch. Um, the eight, uh, regular season races have come to an end and the top 12 cars, I believe, right? Top 12, uh, Waff? Yes. Um, have qualified for the playoffs. Unfortunately, me and Waff, who both sponsored a car in, uh, um, uh, NASMARB, uh, get it by the way, NASCAR and marbles. You get it? You get it? 
I get it. Don't do this. NASCAR and plus marbles. NASMARB. You can't miss it. Oh, you dear. honestly cannot miss it. You can't. Anyways, um, we both sponsored a car, um, which, by the way, again, I showed it off in a couple episodes ago right here. If you're looking at the camera, very, very well made. Um, and we both did not make the playoffs. And that's not really what nope. we wanted to see, especially since both of our cars were, were, were not under that cutoff line until we failed miserably in, in, in race eight. So it was, it's not been a last couple of good races for us, but the playoffs still persist with other cars. Um, our, our former half host is still in. And uh, I think is Nugget still in as well. Uh, yes, um, uh, I guess for context, Brendan has not seen the playoffs yet. I have, and like the so I already know how it all ends. That's okay. We will we will talk that, but um, uh, I just have it pulled up here on the YouTube uh, as well, so you guys can get some footage. But uh, yeah, it it looks like um, it looks like Nugget is not in there. So Oak, at least uh, from uh, our I guess our former staff. Did make it, but mm-hmm. that's it for the MSW team, who started off so strong because Quillo was very strong in the first few races. He had and so was Spitzer too. He had a he had a couple of podiums actually. Spitzer was also up there, but just in the last couple of races, it did not go well. Um, just not yeah. uh, not very agile on the course, and, and just let other cars get in front. I mean, we saw that though with Quillo a lot. Um, even in the, in the races he did well in a lot of times he would, he would be the slowest car out of the gate and and you can't, and and while that would work in his favor, some races, because he'd be able to take advantage of the hesitations of cars mid, uh, um, uh, mid, mid race and come back and just kind of wait it out and then, and then jump on it, uh, at the right time. It just wasn't, it wasn't going to end well uh, for Quillo and, and unfortunately, eventually getting out, getting out the last from every race is just not what you, not the best strategy. I mean, so, I mean, it did not work out. Spitzer was not really as bad, but, uh, Waff, what do you think happened with Spitzer in the last couple of races? Why did he, uh, fail? You know, it's really hard to say. I, I'm not really sure what happened. I, it could have been like, maybe not, that Spitzer didn't get worse or that the other drivers just got better better Maybe. but i don't like it's hard to say um i noticed like after like, w- w- once the uh, i my car got my car back like there's like four pegs inside around where the marble insert is just to kind of keep them in place three of mine are missing so clearly so i think i think even before it happened one of them was missing so i think like this as time went on perhaps the car got damaged i'm not entirely sure Maybe I that's mean, possible too, right? Especially with cars over time. I mean, all the collisions yeah. they're gonna have and, and ramming into the each other and the track. I mean, yeah, that could wear Spitzer them down. Spitzer did have a lot of collisions early yeah. on, and actually, like really these collisions. cars can form dents over the course of of the mm-hmm. uh, the season. You've seen car- chances where the marbles have popped out of cars. You've seen chances where the cars have gone, you know, belly up or fell down a good ten feet or so, and that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna do damage on the cars. It's gonna de- decrease the aerodynamic ability, possibly you know, mess with the axles and turn them around a little bit. The marble might get yep. all turned around in there, and that can affect you over the course of the season. And that's something that um, 
is is kind of unique in a sense to something like NASMAR because in normal marble racing, yeah, I mean, marbles might chip, like the microchip thing we've talked about, chip a tiny bit. You know, they might get a little bit banged up, uh, but they're never going to get banged up to the point where, you know, they start looking one way and then by the end they got dents in them, they got twists in them, they got paint scratched off, and that's not going to happen. They're, they're round glass objects, dense objects. Cars, these cars are, are lightweight, they have uh, thin metal frames, and, and they can really get banged up out there, and that kind of adds a different aspect to um, NASMARB that, like, you have to protect your vehicle, because if you don't, you may, you may lose a lot of speed, a lot of, um, ability to kind of turn left and right quickly and, and, and be accurate out there because of, uh, um, of of the damage you've taken. So that's something to consider, and that could be why Quillo and, and Spitzer struggled and some of the other cars struggled towards the end um, uh, of the season. Yeah, I like... And like for our non-YouTube listeners, there's a special little mu- music video about the pain of the loss that you can en- that you can enjoy if yeah, you want to on the YouTube. Marble Sports Worldwide is the name of our YouTube if you want to check it out. <laughs> I, it's a lot. It was a lot. I had a lot of fun making that. It's it's, it's silly, but also it's, it's like mixing the seriousness and the silliness together. And it's also a Wolf Tune. So hey, if you enjoy Wolf Tunes, this is a I think this is a pretty Wolf good tunes. one. So Wolf Tune, but yeah. Like, um, back to the actual racing. Uh, I, I, I do, I do remember like how like is like race two or three, Spitzer had like some like really big collisions with other cars. Like, and also as later on, Spitzer fell off the course a lot. I, heck, a lot of cars fell off the course in right. in race four. Yeah, um, and I think I do. Th- I think you will notice if you watch the full season of NASMAR, there are many instances, many. Where, where cars fall off, cars pop open even. There's been many times. Mm-hmm. Cars cars get upside down, backwards, stuck inside of each other. Many times, every car has probably experienced that in some form. All right, but the thing is, every car, um, depending on the exact places where they were hurt and then the exact places where they where they suffered, it's going to affect how their their the the body of the car is going to do in later races. And so there is that aspect to it, and and I think I think that if you really look closely, you might see you might be able to spot defining moments for certain cars where they were fast at first, they were good at first, they took some damage, and it didn't turn out well later. It's a very high-impact sport. Um, marble sports is very high-impact, by the way, but but marble sports and cars is high-impact, but there's a lot more consequences that will be suffered if if, a, if you take a lot of that impact. So um, I think I think that's just something that a lot of people might overlook watching NASMARB, thinking that, okay, marble sports, it doesn't matter, so NASMARB, it shouldn't matter that much, but no, I think that it could make a difference i don't know if the car that i was sent has any clear dents on it i don't know if this was the one uh how long this was used i mean there's some paint marks off of it and i mean if you look closely i mean i i don't know i'm trying to find some dents um that might reveal something but i i'm not i don't know it's hard to really spot them um another thing that i I thought up like is uh so like so okay I guess spoilers for you Brennan are you okay with this no that's yeah, fine so in playoffs both Murakami and like 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 Murakami did like an amazing job like making like like coming back here in these last like both in race eight and in the playoffs like ne- nearly winning it all in part one or part two of the playoffs 
Uh, both. Murakami had stuck two incredible. Because well, like, I'm gonna like, have two... to be right on Murakami right now. So let's see. Let's see how he how he does. M- go back Murakami has several incredible races that are like, like taking victory from the jaws of defeat through in both parts one and two. Murakami is like the probably, was probably my MVP of that of the playoffs just because of how entertaining it was to watch him race. It was phenomenal. Well, let's but, let's uh, let's. I'm gonna live analyze while you talk about. It, I'm gonna live analyze um how he does here. Um, we're just taking one of his uh, races against Sal here. Um, Sal, I think, is one of the races where he actually dominated pretty heavily. But I think it's against uh, it was like either his second race in part one, and then like his first race in part two, where he like really like well, he was like struggling, and then suddenly, bam! I just took it all by Murakami, like because they didn't do well a whole lot, they didn't race as much, and I'm now realizing in, in streamer as like in the playoffs. Like they did pretty bad. Like they they managed to make it to part two, but they got sixth overall at the end, and they were the favor to win it all. And I think yeah. what maybe what happened was like these these like Oak like also like did not race a whole lot because like in the beginning because like they didn't qualify I think for the first two races. Yeah, if not mistaken. For... So I think what might have happened was like perhaps these cars that didn't do as well at the beginning because they didn't race as much, they weren't as damaged as the as the cars that won a lot and raced a whole lot. And Maybe so you're got... saying that the, the a lot of cars had had the chance to put their energy in at the end of the season because they didn't expand too much at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and like an extreme, like probably got lucky, like not to damage anything too badly, but perhaps like perhaps a small dent or bend in the axle occurred, or a dent that affected the dy- aerodynamics a little bit at, during like the last, like the race seven or something that that made them not do as well in race eight and then subsequently not do as well in the playoffs. Whereas Murakami and Oku didn't have as many races overall, managed, were lucky enough to avoid those major damages and were able to then excel at the end because they didn't have, they didn't have to worry about it as much. I have to be honest with you watching Murakami there, at least in this particular round against Sal, Murakami got away with a lot. Murakami very lucky. The only reason Murakami did not uh, was able to tie it up a two or 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 Sal did not take three is because the two times that Murakami won races before the final one were were both races where Akinon's um, car or Sal uh, did himself in felt one time flipped himself over and the other time fell off the track without Murakami even touching him so I think Murakami well he might have done well in in the later races and we'll check that out here on the video he got away with one against Sal absolutely so I, that mm-hmm. that should not be overlooked i'm not saying murakami's a bad racer i am saying for sure that um sal could have had a better finish if he didn't sal didn't do himself in i mean like it was it was it was it was pretty much sal's fault that he didn't win it was nobody else's so yeah, definitely ch- take, you, got, you got you really got to see those other races man like murakami like just really like, like it was like so, it was just struggling so hard then suddenly they just came out of came out of left field and really took it all right. Well, here's we're gonna take a look at the next one here, and this is the second race in part one, um, and we'll kind of see how he does. But yeah, that Murakami did not even have. Well, he had a decent season, right? But he didn't really. Yeah. He didn't really turn things around and, and become a higher seed until the last couple of races. He was kind of like middle of the pack until the last couple. So I mean, right? I, and I, he I, I and he know. like if he didn't win that race. Like in points, he was like he would have been thirteenth. So you wouldn't. So the only reason he qualified was because he got it. But at the end of the playoffs, he got second place. So clearly, Murakami like earned their earned their keep. Absolutely. But well, it's, I think. Well, it's, uh, honestly, right now it seems like luck. Look at this. Woodpecker 
Woodpecker um, stopped himself before the end of the, the, well, that, the race that, that's, that first that, well, win. That, well, yeah, that's that Woodpecker made a mistake. So, like, and right. you, a, mean, good, a good driver can capitalize on it, your opponent's mistakes. I mean, the next one was close. Murakami took that one as well. But, I mean, I mean, it was very close. But he And Murakami almost went off the track there. But, like, I feel like Mur- he flipped himself over. Well, he almost went remember, off the that, track. Remember, that's, but that, Mur, that's Mayhem Super Speedway where we had the most DNFs in that's NASCAR true. history. A tough like, th- course. That track but, is deadly to everybody. Um, I just feel like okay, yes, Murakami's a good racer, but I feel like he got very lucky with with certain uh, races. Early here. on, I would say yes. Just against but, Sal, but... against Woodpecker won, but Woodpecker never really got a win, so you could say Murakami was going to win anyway. Um, I mean, it's three zero right now, and uh, it looks like Murakami's about to take four. Um, no, he does not. He actually he actually ends oh. up stopping just short there. I mean, like so. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of luck on the side of Murakami, at least for the first couple of races. But I, I guess towards the end, he kind of capitalized on that and, and turned things around um, and was able to to overtake some of the faster cars. But I mean, I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. It's hard to say from from these taking a look at these initial races. Um, you know who he is. Um, if if Murakami's actually really good, or if the other cars just made mistakes at the wrong time. I mean, like I, again, like it is definitely. I think you def. It's definitely should see the other races before you make your final judgment on Murakami. But like, it, like Murakami, at least for me, was the most entertaining to watch. It was just. It was a. It was an absolute joy to see them, like just come into their own basically and like really prove. I mean, in part wrong, one but... here. I mean, look at this one race. He can't hold a lead. He got out in front there. Woodpecker's backwards and wins that. I mean, like, I, I don't know. was backwards in one races, though, too. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I, I get... I, the fact... At the end of the day, Murakami got second. And they well, almost got first. They almost got first, too. They well, they almost turned it... Or they must have turned it around in part two, but it looks like... It looks like they encountered a lot of... Um, fortunate situations here in the first couple of of in the heats. first part, yeah, but like but part two, that was a top, that was a top six. And I'm racers. not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that you know things worked out for them. I mean, like look at this. The the Wakami was up four zero, and now it's four three. I mean, that's that's just. I mean, come on. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, he did end at five three, but I'm just saying it. It, it kind of seemed like he had some fortunate outcomes. Um, out there, uh, I could try to go forward, take another look at part two, um, which I'll do. But yeah, Spiral Speedway is a much fairer course that does not result in as nearly as many DNFs, so it's easier to judge the quality of the driving there. Because like, no, everybody, I, I like everybody, fails at Super Speedway quite a bit. I will say, I will say, there is a good point in saying that some of the tracks were much more hectic than others, and some of the tracks turned this competition into much more luck-based competition than others, um, because of that very reason. I mean, the the some of these tracks were very prone to marbles falling, um, cars falling off, marbles were inside, or cars flipping over, or cars just not being able to get the speed necessary to even finish the track. This final track. Um, is actually one of the more forgiving tracks. You're right. It um, uh, it uh, has has one longer curve, has wider curve, so there's going to be less chances to really get caught up in the curve. If you take a look at this one just qualifying thing. It's it's one big uh, big banked turn, a good uh, 270 degrees, 
mm-hmm. there's a lot of space there to make sure to keep from falling off. There's a lot of uh, padding there. Um, there's another 90 degree bank turn, which is still pretty wide. So it's a better course to end on because it's really going to test speed. And Mark Conley actually didn't get off to a very good start, um, only taking a good 4.67 seconds. That's pretty low yeah. compared to the other driver. So, um, well, all, all strangely, all every single driver, with the exception of Oak, like had like a either a mediocre or bad time on that track. I not really, I think like I guess the nerves were just getting to him. But Oak for some, MFA said it himself. Like Oak thrives under pressure. Well, maybe so. Yeah, Oak did turn it around. That is that is a car to to recognize because we talked about Oak. We had a NASMARB discussion about five episodes ago, and and I I kind of said I was like. I don't I don't see Oak qualifying. I don't see Oak pulling out of it. Oak has been Oak had a good couple of races, but he didn't even qualify in the first two. How is he going to pull this out? Um But he did. He turned it around and he uh what did he finish overall again? I forget. Uh he finished first overall. He won so it he, all. Yeah, he finished first overall. And that's that's incredible. Um but I mean there there is something to the point. I mean, some of these cars did get damaged early on and maybe maybe Oak avoided that and was able to turn on the mm-hmm. speed in the end. But I mean, that Oak is not a car I would have expected to do so well. Um did the biggest first few races story. did not show it. And I think you can kind of carry some of this over to, to Marbula One when you talk about this. And and just because the first half of the season doesn't look good for a for a particular marble doesn't mean they're not going to end well and and right. and if you think about marbula one we do six races in but we have six races to go a lot of time for any team even the jungle jumpers to turn things around now is it easy to do that no you have elite racers out there mm-hmm. in both situations but it can be done i think oak is a good example of of, of starting bad and turning it around and ending good yeah they didn't just get like in part one Oak beat Streamer the first seed, and Streamer barely made it into part two just by in the last chance round. So, like Oak, not only not only made it in, they they beat the like statistically the best driver of the season. Like it's like complete like complete one eighty. Like like re- completely redeemed themselves from like basically the bottom of the pack to the top. No, yeah, and that that is impressive. But and it also works the other way. Just because you start strong. Doesn't mean you end strong. I mean, look at Streamer. Exactly. You're right. Streamer barely got into part two. Quillo and Spitzer were top five drivers in the first three races and did not even qualify by race eight. So, I mean, starting strong and finishing strong do not correlate always. And so I think that needs to be, wow, look at that Murakami right there. If you look on the YouTube, sorry, cutting myself off here. Um, Murakami, first of all, coming back from like 4-0, and now it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, very very good racing now it's 5-4 but uh I mean, also right here places. look at this right here murakami pushing lamone drizel pushes him off the curb very good move you got to yeah. say that Mur- you got to think that murakami even though he knows he might not be the fastest he really pulled out all the aggression there to try to take that win and now look um I- i'm assuming murakami's going to take this one too he does um getting out in front lamone drizel on on his toes definitely and uh cannot pull the speed back but i mean like i'm like i'm saying they do not correlate. Starting strong, finishing strong do not correlate. It does not mean you can't start and finish strong, but it doesn't mean that if you start strong, you will finish strong. Or if you finish strong, you started strong. Okay? Yeah. And the I think you're going to... is consistency. I, I, am, I am pretty sure that you're going to see that in Marbula 1. You will see teams finish strong that did not start well. And you will see, mm-hmm. see teams uh, that started well who will not finish well. 
And I don't know who those teams are going to be. We're only halfway through the season. But, I mean, it, it is it is a, something to be aware of, especially when talking about Marvel sports, is that, that you're, the, the performance of, of some teams early in the season does not mean they're going to perform well throughout the season. That's why every single event, every single race is uh, is a in some way a stressor, in some way a just a um, an important race to be alert on because you don't know. Maybe you're the team who started bad and is going to turn it around in race five or seven. Mm-hmm. All right? Indeed. You don't and know. You can see here in the in the in the race for fourth, like streamer, like really just didn't bring it out, like, like, like they had an opportunity here, like this is like a uh, first to two because like, you know playoffs, like they want to make it more special, so like give more opportunities here for, but even with that extra chance, streamer just like just fell apart. I mean, I think I don't think streamer did good at the start, but like they really picked it up towards the middle of the of the season, and it just seemed like they were like it just seemed like it was a fact that streamer was gonna be there at the end and like i mean they were at the end but like they weren't nearly as high up as we thought they would be and that's that's the what you have to always remember in marble sports on any given day any other marble can win and any other marble can lose and then and that you see that a lot in marble sports and yes you can play the stats you can play the odds but you never know you will never know who's gonna win until that event ends no one thought savage beaters gonna win marble league uh this year they didn't turn it on until last three events. So That's do not true. count the Savage Beaters out in Marbula 1 this year because we have six races left to go. There's a lot of time for the Savage <laughs> Beaters to turn it around. Now, am I... am I think Do I think that's likely? No. no. But, I mean, you see but my point. It is the Speeders, too. Like Yeah. Oh, it, another thing to talk about for the, the final race was Electro did horrendously. Uh, they I'm, got I'm only looking at right one... now. 615. Could not get a point... Um, it yep. seems like they were struggling, though. They kind of stuck inside uh, between the other two. Murakami right. kind of brought out all the stops, and Oak has just been on fire in the playoffs. So it was kind of it was kind of third wheeling that competition, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So and I think the um, reason why they kept starting in the middle is like they they kept finishing in the same place after each heat, and so they couldn't get out of that spot no matter how hard they tried. Yeah. They, were just, they were just constantly stuck in the middle lane. Yeah, and, and it seems like they just they continue to kind of be stuck there. So, um, yeah, not the best finish. But, uh, yeah, at, anyway, congratulations to Oak on winning. Congratulations mm-hmm. to Murakami and Electro on taking the top three. Congratulations to everyone who qualified. Um, Quillo and Spitzer, shaking my head that you guys were not able to uh, to pull it together. Um, started well, Next ended year, though. bad. Next year. Next time, right. Um, we hope for the best. So, Anyway, yeah, that, that's our that's our little bit of a touch on Marbles Beyond. We don't um, we do want to get into JMR stuff, but uh, like I said, uh, we touched that. And Hershey, the creator, will probably come on in within the next couple of episodes or, or three, um, and we'll have an episode where we kind of get into um, uh, some of the future of Marbles Beyond with him. Usually, that becomes also a discussion on good marble sports versus bad marble sports and ideas. So that's always like a kind of a spinoff episode that covers marbles beyond but also kind of explores some re- some more theoretical ideas about marble sports and i always enjoy uh having hershey on uh so hopefully we'll be able to sorry I took a drink of coke <laughs> i had be able to bring him on for that but that's our little bit of a little nugget of information haha <laughs> get it because nugget competed in um uh mass marp um that was that nuggets was a, of such a information um about marbles beyond today and uh we are going to jump into today's JMR topics. Um, and we have time because we're not doing trivia today. 
we're only we're we're close to a half hour um in and so waf um i guess we'll start the same way as always you tell me about your fantasy i'll tell you about mine and then we'll talk about uh the disaster for at least some teams that was uh the arctic circuit yeah, it was another pretty bad haul for me, uh, second lowest of 38 points, because, uh, well, Mimo didn't, like, just, I mean, Mimo did, no, no, sorry, no, no, Mimo did pretty bad, like, they, they finished last, and it's like, uh, the, the racers, oh my gosh, we're gonna talk about the racers, to, to, uh, but, like, they, they got me, I think they got, they got me the most points from this race, because, like, they finished third place, Best place they've ever done in any season of Marble of Marbula One, by the way. Like so, this is their best race ever. They got me the best points, but of course, Savage Speeders didn't qualify again, so I didn't get points from them. Uh, Minty Maniacs didn't qualify again. I really wish I didn't put them on there. I, I thought yeah, they were not in season your best one. Moment, yeah, I, I should have picked Snowballs. And then Cat's Eyes, I mean, Cat, well, Cat's Eyes. Well, not really. Snowballs have been not great lately, so uh, we'll talk about that, But it would have been better too. than the Minty Maniacs. Yeah. And, but, but then uh, Cat's Eyes, uh, I think they're about middle of the pack this race, correct? Uh, no, Cat's Eyes were okay. They they didn't they didn't get any uh, finishes. They actually only pulled up with, with uh, six points on the race, which isn't good. And uh, we'll talk about that, too. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it's just overall not the best race for all of our teams, except, of course, for me and the Green Ducks and then the Hazers, which all both did well. Um, but, yeah, your total points haul, uh, what was your number? Uh, 38. Man, that's that's low. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, my placement is now, uh, where am I at? I was so high before. I am now 26th. Mm, you're dropping lower, man. You're kind of around where yeah. I was a couple races ago. Um, but yeah, for me anyway, like I said, snowballs pulled little to nothing about nine points. I think, um, savage beaters, nothing. They didn't even qualify. Um, hazers actually pulled good points, um, as well as the crazy cat size, uh, pulled okay points and the green ducks were a big points haul for me as well. So I ended up about 49 points, most of which were from the hazers and the ducks. Um, my current standings is not good considering that number one is 566 and my number is 351. Um, I, I am in 49th and to be in the top 10%, as is my expectation for satisfaction as a marble sports connoisseur in the fantasy league, I need to be in the top 30 to, to be satisfied. So I have to, I have to hope that things turn around over the next six races. Like I said, we have a lot to go. We have a lot of time for other, uh, racers to, and other teams to, to turn things around. But um, all we can talk about is if you, we think they will or will not. Um, man, honestly, we're gonna have a we're gonna talk in a moment about the Green Ducks and, and integrate our Reddit post into into them. But I I really have to just be very upset about the Savage Speeders and the Snowballs because yeah, it's. It, it, these were like the best two teams. These were the best of teams in in, in season one, and it's just falling apart. Um, it's 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 unraveling. It's unrolling. Okay, at the seams right now for these teams, and I just I can't figure out why. I mean, rapidly and Speedy both did well in season one, and and rap Speedy is now degrading. He started well, now is not doing well. Rapidly can't get into the race. I mean that's just ridiculous. 
it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a strange year, dude. I don't know what's going on. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but he just, he, he can't even qualify. He looked slow out there. He looked un, he looked sloppy. He looked unprepared. I don't, I, I just don't know how to really address rapidly and what's going on. I don't know what the problem is. I'm, I'm trying to observe and find out what rapidly should be doing differently. Maybe there's a problem with him as a marble right now. I, I, I don't know, but it just, it, it it escapes my knowledge. It does escape. Why rapidly yeah. is struggling the way he is? I I can't like it's it's hard to say like they 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 just like they have not been in it this season. Like, I wonder it, it must be maybe it's a mental thing like they just for, like not their really bad start and they haven't gotten over it. I don't know. The mental game is always a tough one, and but I mean to dwell on that first race. And then and then continue to perform worse and worse. I mean, it just doesn't seem like the speeders. They're a team that wins, and even when they do bad, they still come back and win. I mean, I don't, I I, I just can't figure it out. I I don't know. Maybe it's just the new teams are just they have their perfect teammates, and the savage beaters are just running into some bad luck. But it is just not working out. Yeah, not I don't working think out that for the speeders. Maybe it's not that the Savage Beaters are worse, it's that the other teams are just better. I mean, maybe, but I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that the Savage Beaters destroyed in Season 1 who are all of a sudden doing better. So, I mean, that would be a lot of teams to still all of a sudden be better. Alright, I mean, I, 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 it's hard for me to sit here and say that the Savage yeah. Beaters um, are the same and every other team is better. It's just not true. It's just not true. Do, yeah, do I the, agree with you. The I was putting the, the three small. out there. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a it's 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 a possible idea. I just can't see it, and and I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, but it's just uh it it it's infuriating. I mean, it's, what is going on? And the snowballs are no better. I mean, they're I mean, they did make it into this race, but they they couldn't get out of eleventh place the whole race. I mean, like it was just up and down, eleventh and thirteenth, and I, I the and and like. Here's the thing with me and the snowballs that that completely confuses me. If you if you observe the snowballs over the course of this race in the Arctic Circuit, you will see many instances once once they get on the straightaway. Once they get on the straightaway, marble the snowballs next to whatever marbles near them, they beat that marble every time. They do. But it's like just the conglomeration of all the other marbles, you know, the whole pack of, of marbles, all the collisions, all the, the curves in the track. It's just they can't they can't maintain the speed. They can't get out of the 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 kind of the mire of the pack and they they're just stuck. They're stuck back there and they're unable to 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 be um to really get out in front. And and if you notice uh, the the formula of the races, how get it formula 1, the formula of the races over the last uh, six have been quite similar to where you kind of have three laps to figure it out and then you're kind of going to be stuck in that general area for the rest of the race for example if you're in the top six um, after the first three laps things start to stratify things start to spread out you'll probably be able to hold that especially i mean, I mean look at it i mean be, be, there's been not many races i don't think any races where where a marble has been in the top three after the first four laps and not finished within the top six so i mean it's kind of the first three laps kind of determines where you, around where you're going to finish and because people like the snowballs i mean people marbles like the snowballs marbles like the savage beaters have this inability to qualify 
qualify well. They've just been awful as far as singular racing. They, they can't, they're not putting themselves in a position to succeed. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes sense. It's like, I'm honestly just con- continuing to be dumbfounded by the fact that this this team that has been synonymous with success and victory and good word by the way synonymous through the through the entire the the entirety of jmr honestly yeah so just to just now being one of the worst performing teams this year is just it's baffling it's it's unprecedented i never like you hinted that they that they would have fallen apart, I think, in ML this year. But honestly, I think you were just you you were just off by one competition. Like they weren't gonna fall apart in Marble yep. League. They're gonna fall apart in Marble One. Marble League. <laughs> no, and I, I I agree with you. I think that the Savage Beaters will not always be the best team out there. I think that there will be a transition between the Savage Beaters' reign of of uh, success to a different team's reign of success, whoever that may be. And I think that transition is beginning now and will end maybe over the next few years, um, unless the Savage Beaters get some new blood. But I, I did not expect it to happen this quickly, this dramatically, and this year. Yeah. And I, and I don't, it makes sense that the Savage Beaters won't always be the winners, but it seemed pretty drastic. I mean, they're not even getting in the race. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's not it's not like, oh, they're getting seventh now instead of first. No, they're not even, I don't even see the Savage Beaters in the Arctic Circuit. I mean, they don't even race. I mean, I mean that's just, it's just ridiculous. But I think the, I think the thing that should be noted, this is an overall point. That needs to be understood, okay, when talking about um, marbles in general trying to win. And that is that qualifying in the, qualifying is extremely important, probably equal importance to the actual race, maybe even more important. It may not be as interesting to watch, and I'm telling you for sure right now, I don't think qualifying is as interesting to watch, okay? I do not. I think the race is much more interesting than the qualifiers in Marbula 1. Even with the new structure, it's just the case. So I'm not going to say as a viewer it's the most exciting, but for the marbles, it is the it is of utmost importance. Because very rarely are you going to see a marble um, make a big jump either way especially after they stratify after three laps. Yes, there's there are some times where in the first couple of laps, a marble who had pole ends up at 14th because of the way the collisions and all the marbles are together. But I'm talking, let's go three laps in. Marbles that are at the top stay at the top, most likely. Marbles at the bottom stay at the bottom, most likely. That's just how it goes. And yes, you, you, may, you may start in third and end up in last. I mean, it can happen. But you're giving yourself a way better chance, a much higher, almost 200% better chance of winning the race or be, or at least maintaining a solid position if you qualify high than if you qualify low. Because not only do I see uh, marbles who qualify high and manage to stay at the top of the first couple of laps almost always finish in the top eight, I rarely see marbles who qualify in the bottom four get up to the top eight either. And it works both ways. So, I mean, while the Snowballs and the Savage Beaters are really having a meltdown this year, one of the biggest problems I think they face, one of the biggest overall issues that they need to improve is not the racing out on the track during the race. I mean, Speedy actually did pretty well in in race five. He went from 16th to 8th 
which if he didn't qualify so low, it would have been a great race for him. They need to improve their qualifying. They need to take seriously the times. They need to take seriously the two laps of, 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 of position deciding if they can even get there. Uh, um, it, it, they, it's not good enough to just to just get into the race anymore if you want to win Marble League, uh, Marbula 1 this year. Yeah. Uh, the snowball is really melting down into puddles out there. <laughs> you know what, Waff? You know what, Waff? Um, yeah. Hmm? I'm not happy about the snowballs, man. But you don't have to melt them out like that. Um, hey, you're the one who said who, who mentioned meltdown. I was just following up with a pun. I didn't even notice that pun, dude. I did not notice that. I actually did not even recognize the meltdown pun. I'm sorry, guys. I'm off my, oh my game God. today. Believe I'm it or not, disappointed in you. Oh, you should be. I should have. I should have recognized that. I just felt that word. I was just. It just seems like a complete shutdown of their of their skill out there today. But we do have um, another couple of topics that we want to really dive in, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end with the green ducks because I really want to discuss what we think is gonna happen with them. But um, before we always have our usual segment where we rate uh, the track design uh, out of ten. Oh so, boy! Off, you can go first. We could talk track design. I've been thinking about this one for a while now, and um... silence. Five. Five. Like, it's just so disappointing. Like, like this winter track is only really a winter track for, like, what, five inches? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like again, it's back to the honey, the, the, the hive drive thing, or the, oh, the, the honey dome, the honey dome. Like, two or three segments like that, would, for one thing, would just be better. But, like, you know, like, one thing that we could, like, I, that I loved about Fubeka Fubeka's races was like he like like he and his wife they they like decorated like the entire environment like middle section around it everything like like there could be they could have more like, like cotton balls and like and like fake, more fake trees to make like a, a big a really snowy landscape yeah. for this race but they just put like trees and like uh, some snow there at one point and like a glass bridge and then that's it like like is that re- like I like I get it. like a lot has happened like like a lot goes into this stuff but you really couldn't do more like it just it's it's so disappointing like that like they could like this is like an opportunity to really have a, a quick winter wonderland-esque feeling like snow around like a few trees here and there not too many because you gotta see the marble still of course like something that really brings it to life like put a, a, a little snowman you could you could make a little marble snowman or something like that like, yeah it would be awesome yeah there's so that. many things You're, that you could do i mean i mean here and here's what i have to say waff and 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 um I'll get to my opinion on the track in a second. But I just want to point out something to everybody listening right now. And I really, really, really ask that you listen when I say this. I want you to just recount. I mean, even go back in the recording one minute and listen to Waff and his opinion. Think about what just happened. He spent one minute, 60 seconds, thinking about this course. Thinking about the snowballs and what kind of course they have. He spent no time at all. Thinking about it, 60 seconds on, accounted on the clock he spent talking about this track. And he already had multiple creative ideas. Snowballs, snow, snowman that looked like with the marbles. I mean, that's creative. More trees, cotton balls, snow. I mean, these are, these are creative ideas he came up with a minute. JMR spends, their, that's their career to make these tracks. 
and they can't put a couple more nods to the to the theme of the the team that's create that's supposedly hosting and creating this course. I mean, it, it just. <sighs> I don't know. It is disappointing for me as well. I think the track design in and of itself take away the, the, the necessary theming that should be there. The track and design itself is not bad. I did yeah. not like this the corner right there, the 90 right there. Um, uh, they've kind of been doing 90s a lot lately, very sharp 90s. I do not... I, I like them sometimes, but it's really dead into speed there. Um, uh, about halfway through the track. So that was not my favorite. I think there was a lot of sharp turns I think some of the divisions in the course happened at the wrong time. I, I I don't know. Not my favorite track, but it's not a terrible one. I think I'd give it about a 5 out of 10 as well, honestly. Um, and I'm underwhelmed, underwhelmed with the theming. And in yeah. my opinion, it's not... I don't know if it's a lack of creativity because JMR is usually a pretty creative organization. Like we haven't mentioned it, but like they they have, they, they have they have like a, gra- a graffiti artist and they've had two backdrops now. Like that that's amazing. That's that is so much better I mean, than the, for season yeah. one. That like I, I can't believe we haven't addressed it yet. But True, like, that's, the, back, that the, is back, amazing. the backdrops that do is add to the environment, but the backdrops are also not like very. You don't see them a lot when you're looking at the race. If you're focusing right. on the marbles in the race, you barely see the backdrops. Yes, they're nice when you, if you take a look at them. But I mean, like, like, why don't you spend less time on that and more time making the track more interesting? I mean, like I said, hi, just like the hive drive, number one, you could have added three sections that have that snow foam core thing around it with the the glass or the more slippery track or whatever you had down there. Three, just three, just three, just pick three other two other spots on the course, and all of a sudden you got a more interesting course. That's number one. Number two is I just feel JMR doesn't, like, they're not bold enough. They're not bold enough. There are a lot of cool things you could do. Like, one of the things that comes to mind, and this wouldn't even be that hard to do, is to have, like, some, you know, have some snow falling on the course. Not real snow, because that mm-hmm. melts. But, I mean, like, some, like, confetti-type-looking snow that might fall for maybe a couple of laps towards the end, like Fubica did, that couple laps at the end of one of the course they had rain. That was a super awesome idea, one of my favorite mm-hmm. Fubica moments. I mean... Like, just have something like that. Or even have snow sprinkled, like, little confetti pieces sprinkled on different portions of the track or on, like, one area of the track to be like, okay, this place got some snow. Because that would that would actually not mess with the race too much because all marbles would have to deal with that terrain and marbles would still be able to roll right through those very light pieces of paper well. But it would add an aesthetic. It would be like, oh, these marbles are racing through snow. Oh, this is like a this is like a different feeling to the race that we've never seen before. This is, this is not just another circuit. This is the snowball circuit. This belongs to the snow snowballs it doesn't belong to anybody else i can't copy and paste this track over to the hive drive and just change the little glass thing to a hive and it's the same thing no this is the snowballs track Mm -hmm. and that is what's missing from the track design these tracks could be copy and pasted and a little bit changed and you got yourself any 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 team could host these tracks and And i I think it might be one of the reasons why like I'm not sure how many of these that like, they've they filmed back to back, but what might have happened was like 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 my idea of like putting all those cotton balls down, like like whether it be like just laying them on the floor, or, like or like putting like boxes or stuff to make like mountains, like you can put them like next to the tracks on the bridge and stuff, like all of that, like, regardless of how much effort you want to put into that, like that is a whole lot of like like making the entire thing a winter wonderland kind of landscape with like like a, a little Santa Claus or like a snow abominable snowman or something yeah. like that, like that's all like that is like an, a lot of extra cleanup they have to do and. I, I don't know. Are those, are the fan stands in the same spot every race? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they move around a little if, bit. They probably do move a little bit. But like what? Like 
it would make sense that maybe like they like they they have like a certain filming days and then they come in and, like and like they they don't have they it's like and they, to keep on a schedule they take they don't they basically they want to have as few props as possible so they can re, they can rearrange take apart and rebuild everything as fast as possible yeah like and I, I get like i get like it's you know it's like like that could, that could explain it and like i get like I get, why is their job to make content like and like cuz to consistently to make money i feel like maybe like like if the deadline is the issue for why the design is not as um interesting or they couldn't they didn't do as much with it I would say like like increase the deadline like, like what a week like I feel like people would be willing like I I feel like that might be possible you know like I again I don't know the logistics I don't know what the like what their income rate is like and how viable of an option that actually is all I'm saying is that just from an outsider's perspective I feel like that one extra month would increase the the overall quality of the races and that might re- in turn result in more views from people which would then increase the money that you revenue that you make. So if you're worried about like losing money from time, this invet this time investment could get you a net gain. It could also get be a net loss. You never know. You have to experiment. Like it's, I don't, I, I, it's just like, I, I just feel like there could be so much more. That, Listen, like, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and here's what I'll say. I, I do. I do think that it probably takes longer than we think to make some of these props. I'm sure. But I also will say this. If they do need to uh, increase the theming aspect better, they need to make it better. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, and actually uh, maybe I I don't want to post this on the Reddit because that's on the JMR Reddit. I want to talk. I don't want to be negative on the Reddit, but I'm asking you guys that listen weekly, please. Could you email in? Could you comment on the YouTube or something? And please just tell me, are we the only two people thinking this? Are we the only two that think the track should be themed better or, and you guys are all fine with it? Or do you guys also think that there should be maybe just a couple extra minutes of like a couple extra seconds that are clearly themed better? I I, I mean maybe maybe we're the only two. If we're the only two, then they should maybe. do nothing. But I just feel like that. How how could you not want it a little better? So I mean I'm I'm just saying. Okay, I think I think as far in my opinion, and this is just my look. This is my take. And number I'm gonna say I'm gonna clarify this again. Um, this is nitpicking because it's already amazing. The fact that I'm yes. even sitting here watching Marbula One in the way it is is incredible. I'm just saying that, like I always say, if something is incredible, it's great and I appreciate it, but you should never, ever be 100% satisfied. You should always be trying to improve. That's the sign of a, of a, of a, uh, dynamic, uh, a channel. That's the sign of an improving channel. It's a sign of a channel that will succeed. So that's why I think we talk about these things. We but I think, from Richard Hinckley in my opinion, our, there's our thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, there's no excuse for season three because even if it takes a uh, a lot of time to build and unbuild the tracks every week and stuff, I mean, you should have all the track designs and and like uh, shapes planned out in advance, like months before or at least a month before. And if you plan out all the track shapes in advance, then you can also plan out all the props to me to be built to add extra features to the track in advance and you can build them in advance when you're not releasing any content and so you have ample time to make sure that you get even even I mean literally literally the difference between 
a 5 out of 10 and like an 8 out of 10 on this course right in front of us is like two extra sec- sections that nod to snow in some way. I mean, that's that's like that's like 10 minutes of thought. It's 10 minutes of thought. 10 minutes of mind think to come up with two other things that could be a little bit creative. And in about a half hour extra of work and you could do that beforehand to actually I mean maybe yeah. a little more. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. like there 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 is there is ample time and, and and room to be a little bit more creative and while of course I love Marbula One right now as it is I do think and I would like to see a little bit of more more clear creativity in the coming races um in Marbula One. So I mean it's it's just what I think. It's just what I think. Yeah. The other issue we didn't bring up is like like the cost of those things like that. But like I uh, brought up, I brought, I, I brought up cotton balls specifically because like one, it's cheap. But I was like, so like if you were saying like, well, like well, how are you gonna like get, like put something on the cotton balls on to put them next to the track? Like, well, a cheap alternative is to just use boxes. Like, I'm sure they have plenty of like spare boxes around, like to use as like platforms and stuff. Like, yeah, underneath it might not look pretty, but like it's but it's not like it's we're seeing the outside, so it doesn't. So if it looks good on the outside, I'm sure I'll be fine. Like, heck. Like I'm, I've been filming some scenes for a video. I'm gonna be trying to release hopefully this month. But we're like, I, I don't have a fancy camera or a tripod. All I have my iPad, and a bar bar stools and boxes, and that's what mm. I've been using. And like, it's like 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 I I've been using what what little I have. And like I imagine like someone as big as JMR with with that big old warehouse, they probably have hun like like dozens and hundreds of boxes that they could use as like platforms like to make mountainous terrains like you like. Or heck, 3D Bot Maker actually a lot of like uh re- recently I saw like a like, a screenshot of what their the race mountain for this year looked like right. before, in your instruction. A lot of underneath of it is just cardboard that they kind of cut and shaped, and then they put the mountainous terrain and like um styrofoams of on top of it. It's so, like you like the, a cheap way to do that. What I'm thinking about is like take boxes, re- either cut them up or shape them, or just, like layer them and they put like, cotton right. balls, like stretch them out, like make a snowy landscape, like. I don't think a bag, like a, a few bag of cotton balls, I think like two or three would be enough to cover that space. Like, and like I'm pretty sure that's not very expensive. Like, it doesn't take. I feel like it wouldn't be too much of a cost investment. Just like, like while, while like to make it superb, it probably would. But like, it just, just what I'm asking for, just like just a little bit more for the ending. Like, just having snow everywhere could be solved with just cheap cotton balls. Yeah, or like some confetti or something. I mean, like the the creativity aspects are there. Uh, in my opinion, there's no excuse, but then again, we don't actually know what goes on each week, so we can't really speak to it, but it just, you know, from what we know, I just feel like there's like nothing extra. Though I also feel like JMR always seems to be hesitant to use trains besides um, the Marbula 1 track, but I also feel that using different terrains in, in each track and using different, you know, different you know different track types is really what's going to set marbula one apart is not only an awesome marble sports tournament but a unique marble sports tournament with every race or something new challenging for the marbles and 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 when when they say things like this is the arctic circuit by the snowballs that means something different mm-hmm. than saying this is the hive drive by the honey bees or whatever the frick they're called i forget because yeah, the only thing Bumblebees. that's different is that like it's the, 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 the this glass a very the, very small part that's what's different a very very small part like, and I that's what I'm saying. The honey dome, like I think it was, it was not, it was glass, it was plastic, and then it has like it's like the, the hexagon shapes in it. But that's basically all that's different. Like there's not, there's really almost nothing different in terms of theming aside from like the I guess the trees and the white uh, snow section. Like, like uh, I agree. Mm. And in my opinion, um, Marble Sports will be at its best when 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 uh, JMR can post the name of the next circuit 
Arctic Circuit, whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, that one's unique. That one I can't wait for. I can't wait for the challenges to come in that one. But we're going to have to move on here. We have fan emails and Reddit posts to discuss. Uh, we don't have a lot of time we talk left. about the racers themselves? Like, Raspberry Racers, um, like, incredible performance, I guess. And B- yes, Billy? They, they did. Um, but, yeah, that's what our Reddit post is about. It's about the Green Ducks. So um, you're going to be able to give your opinion on Billy, um, and I'll be able to give mine um, in regards to this Reddit post. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the Reddit post question. I'm going to read everybody else's response. Then I'm going to give a thought. Waff's going to give a thought. Then we'll end with our fan email. Sound good, Waff? Sounds good. Sound good, everybody out there who can't answer but is listening? Awesome. Okay, here we go. So the question I posed here on the Reddit is talking talking point, I called it. I said, do the Green Ducks have a shot at first place? And I don't mean that meaning do I think they'll win first place maybe by 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 the 12th race. No, I mean, do I have a shot of taking over first place in the next couple races, next three races? And we're going to read people's answers, and then we'll give our thoughts. So Dino Kia, who's been uh, answering a lot for us, I think, um, starts off saying, well, first off, I never like to rule out teams too early. At this point, there are two obvious teams you can rule out, Mini Maniacs and Jungle Dumpers. That is true. But the other teams, though, M1 can change in the blink of an eye. A team can very quickly jump as the rankings... Uh, as we've seen many times already. There are, however, about six or seven teams I'd look to be in the title contention, and I'd say calling it now would be a mistake. Obviously, CCE, at uh, first, are going strong. They're one of the only teams to consistently get points alongside Thunderbolts. However, they are already starting to show signs of a possible choke incoming. That's true. They have a uh, rough last couple of races. This could leave the field wide open for the next few teams. It will be a challenging course, but I think any of the seven teams, uh, seven could e- feasibly pull it off. Ducks are obviously most... Um, are obviously most like, but likely, but Team Momo and Rangers Bumblebees will return to form. Thunderbolts or Hazers keeping this recent run going, and maybe even Team Galactic if they can stabilize in the solid spots again. So yeah, Green Ducks could definitely do it. The lead looks massive, but M1 scoring massively favors winning, so a bad run of chokes by the CCE could see a gap like that dissolving very quickly. All right, good answer. Uh, Drew Drinks says, CCE has been slightly slipping up, but a 7th and 8th are still very solid. It's true. They're not, they're not completely out of it yet. Uh, Noah soon says, do they have a shot? Yes. What will it take a lot? I mean, the real question here is then can they reach first without the CCE messing up? And while I may be a little biased here, I don't think they will quite get there. While they have been remarkably consistent, the competition is too wide. There are just too many teams competing for podium places. Honestly, I think that the latest first place was kind of circumstantial on a day where uh, all other top teams this season tank so much to let the other two podium places go to the Rangers and Raspberry Racers. That's true. Uh, what the, those aren't expected podium finishers as well. The uh, consistent Ducks got first, and if it wasn't a kind of a fluke, then we'll have to take uh, Raspberry Racers and Arrangers seriously in the coming races, which will even mean which will mean less points to spread around benefits the Crazy Cat side as well. Overall, the Ducks probably need two more podiums. Maybe one more win would, would do it too. I figure this, uh, since I expect CCE to get at least one more podium as well, I expect more than that, and then a consistent bleeding of points throughout the other races. It may be a close one, but in the end, they expect the CCE to barely hold on their lead. Okay. I actually think it's more likely that one of the either Thunderbolts or Momo gets a real great run like the CCE had in the first half and surpassed CCE that way. Okay. I don't think the Ducks have it in them. Interesting. Savage Beaters. Yes, they can do it. Uh, that's the name of the user, by the way, Savage Beaters. Yes, they can do it, but it'll depend on one thing. Will the CCE do their halfway downfall like they usually do? Eh, good point. CCE have a tendency to always do great in the first couple events in the first half yeah. of the competition, but they always fall after their great start. I agree with that. Marble League shows that. If they continue this trend, there'll be another Marble League 2020. 
good point, or 2017, a dominating team falling off in the final events. This could be the case here, and if the CCE do fall, then the Ducks should be there to capitalize. They absolutely should. That's one of my points that I, I have to make. Uh, seaweed says yes they have a shot can they do it maybe a few different ele elements in play here first the green ducks need a few more podiums and another win would not hurt but they also need cce to either place low or fail to qualify at some point they'll never catch up if cce continues to place in the top eight the trend is definitely going the way the green ducks want it but cce is still earning points also if team momo or the thunderbolts really want to they could pass the green ducks and take second basically handing it to the crazy cat's eyes Green Ducks this season have been one of the most consistent teams we've ever seen, and I don't see why they won't continue to do that. So yes, they have a chance. I would say, okay, Big Pig says, I would say, if anyone's going to watch the CCE, it's the Green Ducks, the Thunderbolts, or the Hazers. Now that they seem to have gotten over their slump, the rest is just not consistent enough. Uh, Momo, she's saying not consistent enough. Bumbles, not consistent enough. All right. Uh, ben says, does anyone know what the podcast... Okay, that, he's just asking a question. Yes, uh, the podcast is the one I'm doing right now. Uh, okay. Interesting answers. A lot of them are actually dubious, it seems, about the Green Ducks taking over at first soon. A lot of them think it's possible, but not necessarily definite or likely. A lot of them actually then went on to talk about other teams, thinking there's other teams might even have a better chance than the Green Ducks. But here, my opinion on this is that you've seen the opposite from the Green Ducks than what you've seen from the Savage Beaters. And I think the Green Ducks and the Savage Beaters, racing-wise, are a similar skill. I do. But I think the Green Ducks, in uh, contrast to the Savage Beaters this year, have been very, very good qualifying team. They've qualified high a lot. They've been seen, both Mallard and Billy, have been seen in at least the second qualifiers in the majority of the first six races. And because of that high alert qualifying performance, they have found themselves in many positions to finish high, even when they're not necessarily having the best race. They only have one zero, one zero point haul, over the first six races. And besides that 1-0, all of their finishes have been 10 points or higher, which can't be said about any other team in Marble League, uh, Marble One right now. Every other team either has at least two zeros or two performances under 10 points. Green Ducks are the only team, even to the Crazy Cat size, who had eight and six in the last two races. The only team where five of their six races are 10 points or over. Does that not tell you something? They've podiumed twice. They got fourth place once and they got fifth and sixth. They've, uh, or fifth and seventh, something like that. They've been very, very consistent. And I think the reason that they've been finishing so high is that they've taken advantage every single race, except for race three, of qualifying. They have not let their guard down when in the qualifying. They've been fast. They've taken advantage of those two-lap races to get a close to pole position. And they turn those into high finishes five out of the six races. That should not be forgotten. And because they've done that, 
I'm very inclined to say, because I am a believer that qualifiers is matters just as much as regular race in marble sports. I am inclined to say that the Green Ducks, I don't know if they'll overtake the Crazy Cat's Eyes, because the Crazy Cat's Eyes have also taken advantage of qualifying well. But the Green Ducks are performing, in my opinion, just as good as the Crazy Cat's Eyes currently. As far as their consistency, as far as their capitalization on top of the qualifiers. And they are in second right now, so it's not really a crazy comment to say. But I think if looking at all the stats that we have across uh, Marbula 1 right now, Green Ducks are your, your easily your second best racing team and most likely to be able to take over the crazy cat's eye. And I, and I think, I, I just think that we should keep an eye on them. And I do not see, I do not see over the next few races them getting any points less than top eight. Just because of how well they've handled the qualifiers. And how well, once, they're, once they start high, they end high. Yes, they may lose to a couple marbles here and there, but they'll never drop too low because they're a good racing team. And they're not, they're not working from 16th place, barely getting up to 8th. No, they're starting in the top 8, and they're finishing as high as possible. And a couple of the times it works to a podium. Other times it's worked to a top 5 finish. And I think that just should be acknowledged and, and recognized and, and, and observed over these next uh, six races. Uh, Green Ducks, in my opinion, even though the points gap is high, Green Ducks, in my opinion, are just as likely to win as Crazy Cat's Eyes right now. Well, if you have any thoughts on that. It's interesting. Like, looking back at Season 1, the Green Ducks, like, they got four points first race, 26 second race, which means they got first and fastest lap, and then, like, then, like 12 and 0, 2, 2, 0, 18. It's like, they started off kind of strong, but then they just kind of middled out. Like, they finished sixth overall, so they were still in the top half. So, like, it's hard to tell, like, it's hard to tell, like, if, maybe, like, like they're, they've been consistent this, this season so Are far, Are you talking yes. about Season 1? Yes, Season 1. Well, I mean, that's that. I, I, you could give them the benefit of the doubt and say they just didn't have experience. They were a rookie team. All of them are rookie teams, I guess. That's a. Well, yeah, for Marble yeah. One, but also a rookie team that was still technically a part of their first year of Marble Sports since they didn't start till 2019 Marble League. And so they're still in the. They were but still in the remember, rookie year. Remember, Marble One start. Uh, I, I, I think Marble One season one started in 2020. Right, but the if you actually do the counting, Marble League 2019 was in the summer, so it would be a full year um, after Marble One would mark the full calendar okay. year. I get you. So they're technically still in their rookie year. That was their second ever Marble Sports tournament. They performed. They got sixth place overall, and now they're just taking it even higher. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I definitely think they have a chance. I think, like, if they continue their consistency from this season, like, going forward, like, they definitely have a good, a good shot. But there are plenty of other marbles who've really been ramping it up this year, like Team Momo yep. and, and Thunderbolts. And have turned things around lately, yeah. Like, and, like, and, like, and Cat's Eyes specifically. Like, this is not an easy year. Like, this is a like, – there's a lot of – like, while the gap for first is still uh, kind of up there, it is still very early on. They're, like, halfway through. Lots of teams are really gunning for it this year. And, like – it's like if they want it, they're going to have to really work for it. Like, like it's gonna be tough. It's it's hard. Like they have a chance, but so do a whole lot of other teams. It's all it's all about who wants it more and who trains harder. I agree with that. 
I, I am not going to sit here and say that I think the Green Ducks are the, the sure win that the Crazy Cat's Eyes do not exist because they had one race where they got six points instead of 100. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is that instead of looking at the current situation and saying that the Cat's Eyes are the team, they're going to win, they don't have any difficulties right now, and every other team is just playing catch-up, I would argue... I would turn things around on top of you and say that the Cat's Eyes and the Green Ducks are the two top teams and everybody else is playing catch-up. That's all I'd say. I'm not saying the Crazy Cat's Eyes are going to lose. I would just put the Green Ducks leaned more towards the Crazy Cat's Eyes level of racing than towards the, the, the rest of the pack's level of racing. That's all I'd say. You could, you could talk about that either way in honesty. But in my opinion, that's just what um, the current situation is. We got emails. We're going to try to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes for you guys. So let's read these emails. See what you guys have to say this week. Remember, you can email in mswpodcast at gmail.com. We will read your emails. We will respond to your emails. Email marble sports questions. Email anything. Email advice. Email que- whatever. Comments, questions, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Email mswpodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to jump into these emails, read these, and get out of here. All right, let's see. We're going to start with Richard Hinckley's email. He's our mod in the dis- in the YouTube live chat because he comes very often, and he's just very uh, active. Someone wants to ask us a question, but they're saying that slow mode is enabled in Discord. Uh, the slow mode should only be five seconds, so you can totally send another comment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on with oh, that. Oh, it's 10 but minutes. What the heck? Well, who took it to 10 minutes? We'll fix that while I read this email. So not, Richard Hinckley. It's not five seconds. Um, I'm sorry about that. Jeez. Talks about how he would change NASMARP. Here is how I would change the format for NASMARP. But first, I would have the bottom three qualifiers race for the last spot. Then I would have the first round keep the heats of three with the winners advancing to the next round. But for the second chance race, I would have these these pairings. Second heat one versus third heat two. Second heat two versus first heat three. And so on. Second heat six versus third heat one. The second round would be four heats of three with the winners advancing to the next round with the losers getting a second chance with the same format as the first chance first second chance races and the remaining eight racers will be in a knockout the format just to knock out format to decide the champion or the winners of the second chance race will be paired off again leading to the final six the format would continue as they do now I'm a little confused by this format so yeah I I read this earlier today I like first of all um Richard, punctuation is very important. Periods and commas help a lot. Well, I'm calling you out right there, buddy. (laughs) Please use periods and commas. Um, It helps us understand what you're trying to say. um, And say, like, yeah, it's very confusing. I don't... I don't know. I I tried. I I really did. Oh, oh, I I think I understand. So the second place finisher from Heat 1 would go against the third place finisher from Heat 2. Oh, he's just pairing it up in an interesting way. He's kind of just moving some numbers around. So, oh, okay. Four, eight, three. I guess I get it. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this truthfully and honestly. 
Whether you do it Richard's way, which is a little confusing in my opinion, a lot of second chance racing, or you do it Hershey's way, you need to do it quicker. Because the videos for NASMAR were 30 minutes. And they're honestly just too long. They are too long. I mean, yeah, great marble sports, but also like... <sighs> It's not like anything different's happening at 25 minutes than at 10 minutes because it's still the same racing. It's just different cars. So, and in my opinion, a 30-minute, okay, any 30-minute video ever should have something substantially different in the second half uh, of the 15 minutes than in the first half of the 15 minutes or something different and not just the same thing. I mean, in, in NASMAR, but it is the same thing for 30 minutes. I mean, yes, if you have three different cars you enjoy, you might be always entertained, but I'm just saying it's a long video. It needs to be shortened. Whatever the format is, in my opinion, it needs to, slow, it needs to be shortened. It needs to be about 20-minute video at most. And it needs to move on quickly. Enough with the second chances. Enough with the five or six wins required to move on. Um, I mean, it just needs to be shortened up. That's my opinion on that. I think that you might propose something that might be shorter. I'm not really 100% sure. But I am truthful when I say to you it needs to be shortened up. Okay? Next email. All right. Comet fan is back. Hey, yo, design sand rally track because, oh, crap. Yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, let's save that email for last. We're going to yeah. save that email for last because I know what we're going to do on that. But um, And we'll talk that to end the show. Okay. Two questions um, from DJ Marley. He, he's writing in. I think this is the Marley that joins our live chat on YouTube. He said, hi, this is Marley. Are the Green Ducks true contenders? And what are your thoughts on the new short Marble League? Very good two questions. Yeah, we just we talked about answer, the Green yeah. Ducks. Um, and yes, I do think they're uh, very good contenders. The sh new short Marble League, I am going to cover probably more next week um, because that, that hasn't come yet. Mm -hmm. I am unsure because I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be important or just filler. I don't know what to think yet. I don't know if it's going to do anything unique. I need to see the video first. I'm going to see the video and then I'm going to come back to that question after I see the content. I believe it airs then, on Christmas Eve. Um, If I had a guess, I would say it's going to be like Showdown where there's like four events, maybe six. All I all I want to know from that is, is there going to be any significance to that or if it's just a friendly round just to fill Marble Sports. We will talk about it when it comes out. I can't make a lot of decisions right now because I just haven't seen it and I don't really know how to approach and, and, and observe that right now. Um, but it, I will address it when it comes out okay comic fan is back here we go hey yo design sand rally track because you never got around to doing it that is the thing we're supposed to do uh trivia question um okay wait okay so the answer okay this will be a trivia question i give to you next week waf because we skipped the trivia um question this week we tripped the segment so that trivia question just remind me and i'll pull this up for next time i unfortunately the answer is in the email but that's okay mm -hmm. it will be for you and whoever else is on our episode in the next time um okay uh episode 77 is not on spotify weird weird i'll check that out it should be it might just be a problem because i post to anchor and anchor then posts to many places for me so maybe it's just a problem with that oak one yes he did awesome in episode 65 msa says if spitzer misses out in the playoffs because of this drizzle winning i'll just uh any comments <clears throat> mfa have you seen the so phil spitzer missed out not because of that loss spitzer law did not make it because of a lot of mistakes besides that so you don't have to worry about it. like 
when MFA said that, he meant like if Spitzer like was like literally like a few points away, and like like they would have made it if they just won that race. Like we're like we're like a because that was the one where uh, they restarted because Drizel exploded. Like, but like Spitzer was so far behind that victory would oh actually oh wait oh wait a minute if Spitzer won they would have auto qualified. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean again like he he did clarify the so rules. So close yet so far, right? He was. He, uh, so close yet so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Harushi did clarify about the rules, like like if the c- car falling apart obstructs the race, and he was consistent about that th- going forward. I like, and because of that, because he was consistent about that rule, I have no real qualms with it. Like he was, he was blunt about what his his thoughts on it, and he was consistent. He wasn't. He wasn't. It is what it is, yeah, right? So I mean, it's, it's going it, to be what yeah. it's going to be. I've accepted right. it. I've long accepted it. I, I my grief has been put out in the music video already. I've moved on, ready for the next year. He also says, "Get what? Guess what? My favorite ranger is Waff. Take a lucky guess." Uh, his his favorite what? Guess what? Comet fan's favorite reindeer is. Comet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm assuming so. I guess that's what the joke was, because he's Comet fan, and Comet's one of the reindeer the, uh, from the the rhyme. Um, awesome. Thank you, Alex, for writing in. Oh, crap, I said his name. Was I supposed to? I think. He, uh, wait, okay, he, that's his public YouTube name. It, All right, it's so fine. it's fine. Okay. Thank you, Alex, for writing in. Um, okay, so I will end with the last thing here, and we'll do the trivia question next week, I promise. He said, design Stan Rally track if I had to design one. Okay, valid. Here's how I would design a stand rally track. It should be five minutes long, number one. Obviously, that might be a long, long course to make, but I want it to be five minutes. I want it to be a substantial length. Okay? Number two, I think that it should have moments where the terrains are different. I just I just do. Uh, not just for half a second. I mean for a good 30 seconds. So maybe 30 seconds or a minute of that course. Maybe you throw the marble drone track out there. Maybe you, you try to you know, work with the sand or put some, put some things down, maybe some felt down just to change the terrain because that's going to make it different. I think that there should be points where the track gets wild, where it splits into two lanes that stay two separate lanes, not just for 15 seconds, but for a good minute to two minutes where there's two, like two very clear races going on. And of course it's balanced best as can. So they're both a similar speed Um, or even into three lanes. I think there should be points where the track opens up into a very wide section, like like three to four times as wide as the usual sand marble track, because that could allow for some for some good lateral um, competition. I think all those features in one track would be what I would want to see in sand marble rally tracks. I think again, it happens in sand marble rally as happened in Marbula One. It's not creative enough. I am not saying, please don't hear me wrong. I am not saying that a, that a, that sometimes having a sand marble rally track that doesn't have too many features or a marble um uh a marble marbula one track that doesn't have too many features is a bad thing no that should happen here and there because it's good to have the plane tracks because the plane when when you have a plane track amongst many tracks which are all different then the plane track is unique Mm -hmm. if you only have plane tracks then it's not unique so I'm just saying that it needs to be be mixed up. That's how I would design one. I would have a lot of those features to really allow the marbles to uh, face different challenges over the course of the, the track. Um, uh, but yeah, that's how I would design one. If you actually wanted me to design one start to finish and talk about every 15-second yeah. section, I would have to draw that out, and that's like a 15-minute deal. 
But uh, that's like what I would do with the course. Um, anyway, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Um, another longer one, but a lot of marbles going on. We got to talk about it all. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, and uh, Waff, take us out, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Roll on, Marvel Sports fans.